Hi, I'm Dan Boyd. I'm Kimmy Zeiler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, fools for, for Christ. Christ. Hello, everybody, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We hope that you've got something fun planned for tonight, whether that is... Uh, going and getting lots of candy with people who are small <laughs> enough to legitimately get lots of candy. Um, and then it's you important. can just yeah, have their candy. Um, or maybe you're small enough that you can pass for it for that. Um, actually, I saw a video, um, it was a little interview of uh, Elijah Wood. Yeah. Um, who's, I think, a pretty short actor. Yeah. Um, and he dressed as, oddly enough, as L. From <laughs> from Stranger Things for Halloween, um, and he looked like strikingly similar to, That's too funny. to a little girl. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, well, we thought for Halloween we would just kind of have a little bit of a meandering podcast where we discuss a variety of topics in which we're able to to find Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of the whole thing of the show and so and it all has kind of a halloween focus yeah absolutely um so we're gonna start with a chocolate test so yes i don't remember the name of this one kimmy but it's from switzerland and i think it has hazelnut pralines in it (gasps) so let's go sorry that we're not we don't have much to say right now it's delicious it's good chocolate. Mm-hmm. I can taste the hazelnut in it. This came from World Market. Hmm. World Market has an outstanding chocolate selection. That is good to know. Yeah. That is wonderful information. It, it changes all the time, too, Like what's, really? which is a little bit sad because you go and you find something that you really, really like, and it's not there the next season. Huh. Um, but then you get to find all sorts of new stuff. So, um, But they do have a lot of mainstays that don't go anywhere. They've got a great snack section, too. I would say, like, probably better than anywhere else in the universe I've experienced. World Market has a really good snack section. <laughs> um, like, for instance, I found recently salt and pepper pork rinds. Hmm. And they were outstanding. Yeah? Most people, like, pork rinds are not a mainstream thing. No. And yet they have, like designer pork rinds yeah i'm not sure that i've ever had pork rinds i'm missing out apparently you are you definitely are they are worth having salt and pepper pork rinds yeah um new thing i need to try so i watched a couple really fun movies recently yeah and um they weren't necessarily halloween themed but they were just like since we're going to be talking about media a little bit. Um, I'll bring them up. Pete's Dragon and Kubo. How was Pete's Dragon? Pete's Dragon was a very fun, cute movie. Yeah. Um, I would say, if you've seen Up and you didn't like the first ten minutes of Up. <laughs> um, oh, no. Pete's Dragon does the same thing to you. Oh. And it, I mean, it's it's horrible. Oh. Um, but then they, they clear that out of the way. Um, okay. And uh, it was actually a very, like... It was uh, it was a, it was a kids movie, but aside from a little bit of slapstick, um, which I typically don't like, it was it took itself seriously enough that it was a, a, 
a good fun story for everybody mm. and they didn't have to cause a ton of like suffering at the end of the movie in order for you to you know in order to make enough resolution like i, I feel like sometimes oh, yeah um kids movies or like it, movies that in general could be very lighthearted, get unnecessarily serious mm-hmm. and somebody has to die or somebody has mm-hmm. to have something bad happen to them um like i would say in um how to train your dragon two i think it was or how to train your dragon one the main character loses a leg like oh, that yeah. didn't need to happen um <laughs> like it would have been fine had he not lost the leg um <laughs> but it just it was there to be that you know regardless um so I would I would watch it again. I think it was I I had one thing that I thought could be better about it, but I don't even re- really remember what that is now. So okay, good. Um, that's Kubo um, in that that big. That's good. Um, and then Kubo and the Two Strings was actually really cool. I've not even heard like I don't even know I've not heard the, that title before. It was so. It was in theaters, and it had big-name actors. Like, I'm yeah? trying to remember. Yeah, so Matthew McConaughey was one of the voice actors. It was, a, like, I think a claymation. Oh, okay. Um, or, or stop motion or something like that. But Matthew McConaughey was, was one of the main voice actors. There was some other... The main female character was also... I want to say it was um, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Or, I mean, it was, like, very famous yeah. people who voiced it. Um, it was just another... I would say it was a artistically beautiful film mm-hmm. um they, so the the two strings refers to the instrument that kubo carries around with him called the shamisen and it actually it made me want to buy a japanese shamisen which is basically <laughs> a it's like a, a mix between a japanese guitar and a banjo oh um, interesting because i like banjo so um but watching movies while um the the little baby is around um has been one way of making me, uh, or not one way of making me. I was kind of my mind kind of started rambling there, probably because I'm I'm tired from getting up in the middle of the night to watch the baby. But um, you know, if we're if we're exhausted at night and the baby's down, we'll just watch a, a, a simple movie on Netflix. Yeah, and, um, yeah. But the ones that I hope to see most coming up, yeah, Thor. Ragnarok. Okay. Which yes. people are saying is is Marvel's best movie ever. Yeah, really? Yeah. Alright, then that's gonna be awesome. And of course, Star Wars. Oh my gosh. Did you see the trailer? I did. When I like it it almost took my breath away. My jaw dropped. <laughs> when I, I mean there's one part I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it because I want everybody to have the yes. same experience. Um but my jaw dropped. I think I may have gasped out loud. Yeah. Like a <gasps> kind of thing. It was I can't believe they went there. Just, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. You're gonna have to go watch it for yourself. Um, that movie was originally supposed to come out summer 2017, but the first one did so well that they pushed it back. I heard. Interesting. Um, like I think it was originally slated July 2017. So we only have ourselves to blame. Wow. Had, had we not liked the first one so much, they yeah, would have. They really stressed it out. Yeah. They did. So it'll probably be another year or even more for the next one. My goodness. But. It'll be worth oh. it. I um I haven't seen many movies recently, but I did see the movie Arrival. Um, have you seen that one, Dan? I, I have not. No, tell me about it. So I forget who the no, I don't remember who the lead character is, but she's wonderful. I've seen her in other movies, and I really liked her. That's why I, I watched it. Um, and it's basically aliens have come to Earth, 
and it's an international thing like there's multiple spaceships and the one on um over the united states <clears throat> somewhere over the united states they choose a linguist to be on the team to try to communicate with these aliens and so um it's her journey and that team's journey of trying to communicate and understand what's happening and why they're there. Um, first, trying to figure out the language yeah. <laughs> so that they know that what they're saying means what they think it means. But meanwhile, other countries are using different methods to communicate with the aliens. And so people get to conclusions that are vastly different from one another. And it's it's really interesting. Oh, that's so fun. That was like that's my if there's anything I get nerdy about, it's linguistics. And so when you start doing I also like the idea of evangelizing aliens. Like <laughs> if so if we met aliens, could we baptize them? The head of the Vatican Observatory says yes. Oh um, I think his name I don't know if he's the head anymore, but brother guy Consul Magno. Um, someone asked him like if he would baptize an extraterrestrial and he said yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So that, like, get, talking about linguistics and, and baptizing ET is really, really fascinating to me. That's awesome. So I'm going to have to, I will watch that. Um, you reminded me of something, little known fact, about our diocese. Oh, yeah. This, is, <laughs> this, is, this might be the coolest bit of Catholic trivia out there. I mean, there's some, some good stuff. This is probably the coolest. So, uh, you could probably word it better than me if you know what I'm about to say. It's canonically speaking. Our bishop is the bishop of the moon. <laughs> so, I, I was like so excited because like working for um, the diocese while I was in that position, I was like, so that means if we're wrong, if there are, is life on the moon... Then I'm responsible for ministering to moon youth. Yes, you I mean, are. <laughs> we we know that there, <laughs> of course, isn't life on the moon. But we don't know that. We just suppose that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, really awesome. Yeah. Piece of trivia there. The Bishop of the Moon. I mean, like any. I mean, he could probably one up the Pope with that one. He could meet the Pope, and the Pope could be like, "Hi, I'm the Pope," and he could be like, "Hi, I'm the Bishop of the Moon." Um, so the way that works, in case you're wondering, like, how does that, that work? Um, whenever there's a, I think, a missionary journey from one diocese to an area that is not part of any diocese, the bishop of that newly evangelized territory is the bishop from the port where the, I guess, the missionary journey started. Mm -hmm. And so... Port Canaveral or Cape Canaveral, you could mm -hmm. say that's the port from which all of the the missions to the moon uh, took off, and that makes the moon the diocese, a diocesan territory um, until it's redefined. Right. Until, and yeah, you know that's um, that's the part we don't want to talk about. Now you but. you might say like, did they actually go there to evangelize? Who cares? <laughs> It doesn't matter. Um, he's the Bishop of the Moon. If I ever get the chance, I'm going to introduce him as the Bishop of the Diocese of Orlando and the Moon. Um, even though it's included in the Diocese of Orlando. But, oh my goodness. Um, I'm sure he'll just roll right with that. Yeah. That would make for an interesting map. Like if you had to draw a map of dioceses. Oh and, my goodness. Like, 
Like, here's the Bishop of Tampa, here's the Bishop of Miami, here's the Bishop of Orlando, and all of the moon. Like, that's... Would you, like, just put the moon over kind of off the East Coast? I feel like you'd have to do one of those maps that is kind of like... Because uh, you, know, you can't draw a globe, or you can't draw a sphere on a flat surface right. without um, messing up the dimensions. Mm-hmm. So it would be like one of those maps where they have bits cut out of it. Um, almost as if they like cut the paper off of a sphere and then spread it out flat. It'd be yes. like that a little bit. Um, that's what I would do if I were the diocesan cartographer. I'd probably do something like we do with Alaska. Make like it, you know how you like kind of yeah. bring, bring it down, <laughs> drop it in to the rest of the United States so you don't have to include all of Canada. And that makes it so much smaller than it really is. Yeah. Like you could like you could just put the moon on there the size of a quarter. <laughs> and it would be a little bit like you wouldn't know how big it was at all. When mm-hmm. in reality it's bigger than the entire state. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well good for Bishop Noonan and, yes. and his successors. And our diocese. So another thing that I'm I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah. But I have not yet started, even though it's out. Is Stranger Things too? Oh, that's so, a good Halloween one too. Yeah, and it's I don't know. I'm still working on my dissertation. Yeah, and I'm making good progress on it. By the way, good. Uh, how's your book coming? By the way, well, I'm at a really neat part. Nice. I'm I can't. Really I'm it. really excited to to read your book when it when Thanks. it gets published. Um, so I don't because I'm on the dissertation. I don't know when I'll start Stranger Things too. But when I, so that means I have to kind of like protect myself from spoilers. Okay. Um, so if you're worried, we are not going to spoil season, season two. two. I've watched a few episodes, but I will not talk about them. Yeah, we're primarily going to discuss season one because it really was just, I would say, like entertainment TV was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Most of the, I'm, I'm kind of picky when it comes to TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody should be instead of, you know, watching anything that's on because they're yeah. bored. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's good, watch it. Otherwise, you know, go find yeah. any of other of a million good things to do. Um, There's so many others. But this one, I mean, like it was, it had great '80s nostalgia. So if you like the '80s, um, you'll like this. If you, if you hate the <laughs> '80s, probably not the show for you. You might want to watch, um, I don't know, like anything about the future or John Wayne westerns or something, because <laughs> this definitely is a heavy dose of '80s. Yes, yes, um, it is. The music is so great. Yeah, no, very, very fun music font. I mean, the whole decor, they like, they really capture My the... My childhood bedsheets really? are part of the, um, the... The set or the... Um, where Elle stays. The blanket fort. Yeah. They made the blanket fort out of your bed sheets. Well, okay, the blankets are like a quilt. Yeah. That's not my bed sheets. The be- my bed sheets were the square ones. You'll see the sheet and it has squares on it. Okay. Those were my childhood bed, sh- bed gotcha. sheets. Um, you're the second person who's told me that they've had something from their childhood yes. show up in the film. Another friend said that her lamp. Oh, from, really? She, she had the same lamp in her room as oh, a girl. Oh, my gosh. Um. What a neat thing about that show. Yeah. Like, somebody got to have a lot of fun going back and, like, recreating the 80s. Yes. Uh, And they had to find some town that looked like it hadn't changed in 30 years. Yeah. Uh, Most places have. So, props to whoever kept that town in its pristine 80s vintage look, which for most (laughs) other purposes would not be nice. Um, Coming from... That's my opinion. But... (laughs) um, 
So aside from, I guess, just like the kind of the fun stuff about the the show, one of the things I like about it, there's some very good spiritual uh, analogs that we'll we'll get to in a moment, but um, evil and good or good and evil are so clearly delineated in the movie Mm -hmm. or in the show rather, and that it's not, we don't have to fall in love with, with a character who's not good. Right, um, and I don't feel oh, like they're yeah. trying to get us to like something that's that's bad. Um, for instance, I'll just I'll throw something out there: Kingsman, the movie The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a spy action movie. Um, I feel like we are asked to uh, to swallow a bit of a jagged pill, and that the main character, at least in the first movie, I didn't even see it; I just heard about it and and looked at the the parents' review online. Um, like sexually immoral to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're asked to just be okay with that in almost all of our action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, I would say one exception, um, stranger things doesn't do that. Like the good guys are good guys. Bad guys are bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, something that you pointed out that I really, really like is there's the possibility of redemption. Yeah. Um, cause I think it is his name, Steve, the, Steve, yeah, yes. Steve, the, the boyfriend, Starts off as a jerk. Yeah. I mean, like, total self-absorbed yeah. jerk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but has a change of heart, which is not something that... I mean, it really... It showed more depth of character than I anticipated from that uh, that series at all. And it was one of those things where you couldn't... You couldn't really anticipate which way it was going to go. Right. It wasn't like... Um, I mean, he's not a major character, so it's not like you were really invested in wanting to know which way he went but at the same time it wasn't clear that like oh he's bad now but he's gonna be good later yeah no, that, right off the bat it was really he could have gone either way yeah and I, I actually anticipated him causing more problems and becoming worse um, but he didn't I would mm-hmm. say he uh, that was a great surprise I mean really really good good writing in there um, so quick disclaimer about the show so if you haven't seen it and you are thinking about watching it there is an implied sex scene probably midway through the, the, the season. Mm-hmm. Um, um, other than there's probably some language in there that, I mean, mild swearing, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I think some probably like prescription drug abuse. I don't think there's any, there's underage drinking. I don't think there's anything other than that. So mm-hmm. um, just be prudent with who you watch it with. And I guess. And I will say that from the couple episodes I've watched, that season two does get a little darker. Okay. So just be aware of that too. It's not. Um, they show more stuff. So if that's not your thing, <laughs> then maybe um, you can watch My Little Pony instead of season two, which I've heard is a great show in its own right as well. There's some people who think it's about Plato's allegory of the cave. Um, yeah, there's like a whole fan uh, following yeah. of My Little Pony yeah. of, Ad- a, of adult. <clears throat> yeah, men are called bronies. You know what the girls are called? Like, no. Or adult women? What are they called? Pegasisters. Oh my gosh, that's so fun! Oh, I just want the name. Um, all right, so one of the I think this is it's such a fascinating concept, and it probably intrigues a lot of people. Like it, it, uh, it provides an interesting possibility for ghosts and all sorts of other stuff um, that really work has worked its way into our mythology and our like in, in Western culture at least our tales of good and evil is the the idea of the upside down. Mm-hmm. So if you if you haven't seen the the series, 
The Upside Down is a alternate reality that mirrors our reality, but mm-hmm. in a dark, twisted, corrupt way. I mean, it's almost like it's the the decaying husk of everything mm. about our our the reality that we husk, husk. Uh, that we yeah that we love. Um, which means that there's I mean there's something at once familiar about it, um, but disturbing. I would say very disturbing. Like mm-hmm. I'm repulsed by the upside down. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about it that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and any time the characters go there, I am like on the edge of my seat until they come back. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was designed to be. No. Um, and it's what I find so interesting is that uh, I feel like the upside down can be a metaphor for how the enemy works in us. In what way? So, um, the enemy twists things so that we believe the lie, so that we believe what is not true and what is not good and what is not beautiful. Um, so all those things that are good, true, and beautiful become twisted inside of ourselves so that we only see that and only work from that rather than being children of the light um, and living in that life of the true, the good, the beautiful, like saints do. Yeah. So there's actually, I just thought of something. The, um, one of the characters gets stuck in the upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they ever talked about how he got stuck there. Um, but when he was there, um, it was like he, um, he was in exile in a, in his own existence. Um, but when he came back, he was still tainted by that in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he, like, there's a really disturbing scene to close the whole series yep. off. Um, <laughs> and he, like, he'd been in the Upside Down. And one of the things that was there is these, like, weird, like, black iridescent slugs. Um, and he goes into the bathroom to, to wash his hands as he's preparing for dinner and vomits out a slug. And it goes down to the sink. And I thought... That was disgusting. I hate slugs now. I, like, I still can't look at slugs in the same way. But just the, um, I mean, the effect that it had on him, it, like, causes this internal uh, residue of evil to be mm-hmm. left behind. Yeah. Um, but the, the, I mean, the mimicry of evil and good. I mean, everything is, it's the same, but it's corrupt. It's the same, but it's uh, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we can, this is one of those other, like, or I think this is an example of the clear delineation between good and evil in that we can look to our own lives and the experience of sin we've had and see that was a, a corruption of something that I was supposed to have, something I was supposed mm. to experience, whether it was a false friendship yeah. or intimacy that was misplaced or, I mean, like even something as, as simple as a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the promise of happiness evaporates instantly and leaves us feeling, at, I would say at times, filthy. Mm. Um, and that's what the, like looking at the upside down, watching those scenes, kind of like brought, mustered up that same feeling mm. in me. Um, so just one of those, those whether intentional or not, um, spiritual yeah. insights of the show. Yeah, well, and then the other the other part of that was the the kid Will mm-hmm. gets lost in there, 
and he needs someone to save him. Yeah. He can't get out on his own. Um, and, I mean, how true is that for our spiritual life? Of, yeah. We need our Savior. We need Jesus to reach down and bring us out of the, the muck and mire. And so, I mean, it's the history of, of salvation, that humanity struggles and struggles and struggles, but it just gets more and more trapped in, uh, in the effects of our own sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, well, Will, Will is there innocently. It's not his fault. Um, we often, or not often, like it's always our fault. Not always, but almost always if we're, if we're trapped in a life of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we need someone else to bring us out. Um, this, so someone, this gets into a bit of like fanfic. Um, okay. <laughs> someone suggested, so the, the main bad thing in the episode is something called, if I remember this correctly, it's called the Demogorgon. That sounds right. Um, it might may, may be a Demigordon. Yeah, Demigordon. That sounds right. Um, and one of the main characters, L, is about the only character who has the ability to, I think, to traverse the, the Upside Down freely. And she has power over things in the Upside Down, whereas most other people don't. Um, so someone suggested, is the Demogorgon inside of her? Or is it is it in some way her? Like, is that her manifestation mm-hmm. in the Upside Down? Like, she's one way in the, like, the downside up world, the normal world, but then, <laughs> the downside and up. the upside down, she, like she's the Demogorgon. Um, the downside up is still upside down. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, downside down world. Yeah. Downside down. The right side up. There we go. Um, left side down. Sorry if you're left-handed. Um, but the, so I, again, I think that, um, we, I don't want to push this analogy too far because yeah. none of us are, are so completely corrupt that, it, like we could say we have a demogorgon inside of us, but um, that's what say that's where sin leads the human soul, and that um, there is in the same way that uh, the perfection of holiness in us knows no limits. Say the the corruption in the depths of evil know no limits, um, and it's let's say the let's say the the biggest villains of history. Um, are there and we rightly call them monsters and they they take on these characteristics that people are like how could you ever do that evil no you you were i think you were gonna yeah you said well you said something that i i'm not sure about okay so i want to challenge you on it you said that um god is limitless and also evil is limitless oh i certainly didn't mean to say that yeah no okay so um God can, while we're on earth, God can make us infinitely more and more perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the converse of that is we can deface the image of God. We can never do it infinitely. We will always have it. But we can do more and more damage to our dignity as sons and daughters of God and deface that image more and more. I mean, like if you, so if you had a coin with Caesar's image, you can consistently and consistently deface that image more and more to the point where it's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would still... Like in some way, you could always restore that. That's yeah. that's what I meant to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so because evil is limited. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that probably brings us to our time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like I like your theory. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind as I keep watching season two. Yeah, and whenever I start it, I will. I'll keep that in mind. Um, See if I think it's right. 
All right, I think we're safe. I don't think we threw any spoilers out there for season two. Um, <laughs> I think we did good. So season one, if you hadn't seen it, sorry. Um, we warned you. <laughs> um, but happy Halloween. Happy More Halloween. More importantly, happy All Saints and yes. happy All Souls Day. And how beautiful of a, ho- a holiday, of a feast day, to be re- reminded of walking in the light on All Saints Day. Yeah. And um, to remain in that. Absolutely. Well, we will pray for you and for all of our beloved deceased. And please do the same for us. Amen. God bless. Bye.